So I will stop there. That's quite a bit of information tonight, um, but I think... Um, there may be one or two questions, but first let's check if we have speakers. No speakers. Okay. Board colleagues, questions and or comments? Mr. Goldstein. Uh, thank you. Yeah, I have two, uh, I think just two questions, one for um, Dr. Natris and one for uh, Mr. Chadwick. Um, can you please um, help me understand the difference between what's going to be addressed in the acceptable use policies and what's going to be included in the evaluation that I believe we, um, when we did the, the, the closeout, the study. the study, sorry, the study that we funded through closeout funds back a month or so ago. So uh, and there's a, so yeah, help me understand what the difference is. What's gonna be included, what's not included in the acceptable use policy because we're waiting for the study? Is something gonna happen in acceptable use that the study could uh, override? Um, I'm confused about all that. So the acceptable use policy really focuses on making sure that our students are safe when they're using digital devices and that they're using them appropriately. So it really gets into things like um, acceptable use, meaning how do I use the device and all of the things associated with networks and internets um, within the classroom. So it's things more along the lines of I will not take photos of people without their consent and post them when I'm in the classroom. So when I say acceptable use, it literally is how am I using that device? And so that policy gets into those types of uses in addition to things focused on discipline, care of device, shared ownership, um, as well as things like liability. So it's much more about big picture pieces. The things that we're looking at for the study for which we were funded really has to do with our current implementation of technology within the classroom. So how are we integrating technology? Are we using best practices within the classroom? When teachers and students are using devices, are we using them in a way that really enhances instruction and aligns with the five C's where students are creating and they're collaborating and they're communicating? Or are we doing things where students would have done something on a worksheet and now it's being replaced with the iPad? So those kinds of things that will come up in the study won't really directly impact what's in the acceptable use policy because that has much more to do with kind of the overall guidelines for how those tools are used within the classroom. Okay, thank you, that was, sure. that was helpful. Um, my second question um, is for John. This, oh, the uh, BLPC, the, the BLPC meeting that we're pulling together on March 14th, this is open to the public, correct? Correct. Okay, just wanted to make sure that that was the case, so any um, community members are welcome to attend. Yes, and there's time allocated for public comment. There is. Okay, and it's um, at the Reed facility? Yes, in the multipurpose room, 7 p.m., uh, Wednesday, March 14th. Okay, thank you very much. Ms. Van Dorn? Yes, I, I, I just would like to make one comment, and that is that um, we are consistently having projects, uh, capital projects that are um, coming in higher than we think, and I think we all have to absorb that. It's just, it's our economy. So 
I, I just want to put that out there because I know that we're trying very, very hard to be diligent, but we also have to build schools and an economy that has increasing expenses. But I just wanted to, to comment on that. Um, Dr. Murphy, I want to go to Arlington Tech because it's connected. Um, we, we've talked about the fact that it's going to grow to 350 students at the Career Center. That is on track. Our commitment is maintained to that program, and it is uh, funded in the budget you've proposed to us, correct? Right, and um, let me just provide a little update, which is actually um, maybe facilitate some uh, conversation uh, at homes. Uh, when we initially had the uh, uh, you know, um, application process, uh, there were, at the end of it, there were over 200 students, I think, um, that were interested. We recognize also that students apply for multiple choices uh, with the different option programs that are out there. Uh, as a consequence of that, uh, students elected to go to other programs or other um, you know, um, options that they had selected. So we have reopened um, some of the options uh, that are available, and Arlington Tech is one of them. So if families were thinking about that, I spoke with Ms. Chung actually today, uh, and she's received some phone calls, but if families are thinking about that, uh, there is the opportunity uh, for students to pursue that, and we'd like to really, really encourage it. I just wanted to clarify that because I've gotten questions as people applied, and now this will be the third year, and we are growing the program, that people have invested their children's time and energy in the program, and they wanted to make sure that we're continuing to be behind that, and I wanted to just doubly clarify that for people because it is, uh, we've got those great first classes that are going to have wonderful pictures of the first kids in that program, and I wanted to make sure that we substantiated that we are fully behind that as well as all the programs at the Career Center in their integrated work together. Right, and I'll just add um, kind of uh, painting a picture of what's happening. Uh, many of us t today attended an event at uh, George Mason University here at Founder Hall uh, where we had uh, many uh, of our elected officials as well as many educators attending talking about the future of education. Uh, and. Actually, they had a panel discussion where two of our Arlington Tech students uh, served on the panel, and they talked a little bit about how, what their learning environment is and how it's really preparing them for the workforce. Uh, and so I think this is really part of the future. We also had the opportunity today to go to a partnership signing between uh, Northern Virginia Community College and Marymount University that's creating a, a pipeline for students as they move from high school to a two-year transition uh, co community college and then on to a four-year institution. And one of the things they're talking about is cybersecurity. So um, Nova and Marymount just signed that agreement. Uh, I was there as well as the uh, superintendent from Alexandria City and the public schools or K-12 education is part of that link in transition. So a lot of what happened, is Arlington Tech is really about what's going to be happening in the future of education. Ms. Talento. I have a question regarding the update on READ. Um, I just want to understand, we've gotten some concerns, and I believe at one point in the process, the integrated scheme was three levels, and then the suggestion was made for it to go to four levels, and I'm curious as to the one that is uh, been determined that is five to six million or dollars over budget. Is that the four level integrated scheme version? 
Yes, I have to explain here that design, particularly at this stage of a project, is an iterative process. It isn't all done in one day. And the design team has worked with staff and with the community to develop these different designs. The three, when the architect looked further, examined further the three-story scheme, he determined that it didn't meet all of our requirements for teaching and learning environments. Didn't include all of the spaces, it didn't call, call, um, include all of the program spaces that support the wonderful programs we have in Arlington. And it needed to go to four stories to do that. There, um, so it did increase in size a little bit. We, uh, in the end, were able to bring that down so it was comparable to the same size as all the other buildings. So the difference between the three-story scheme and the four-story scheme is a matter of development of the design, making sure that everything was in it, and um, that's why we, end, we are where we are now. Uh, Mr. Goldstein had a follow-up. Yeah, um, thank you. I wanted to follow up on um, Nancy's question. So um, we're building out um, Arlington Tech this summer to add seats to accommodate the 350. Is that correct? And by September, we'll optimally, we'll have 350 Arlington Tech students, right? 40 the first year, 100 the second year, and then 200 the, this coming so that's 350 right there. What happens in the next school year, the 1920 school year, when we're projected to accept another 200 students, which would bring the total enrollment to 540, I guess. John, thank you. In the um, last CIP, that was a 17 to 26, the school board approved $12.75 million um, in a CIP project capital project to build up to 800 seats, I'm sorry, to bring capacity of Arlington Tech up to 600 seats by September of 2018. We started on that process um, and then the school board determined that 800 seats would be added, high school seats would be added at the Career Center. We then determined that there would be development at the Career Center and that we needed to do an overall phase development plan for the Career Center to make sure that everything we were doing was in a sequence that would allow for the future phases that were coming as prudent planning. So instead of doing an addition at this point to Arlington Tech, or to the Career Center for Arlington Tech to create those 600 seats, we did a renovation project last summer to increase the capacity of the school within the existing walls, uh, demonstrating how adaptable that building was when it was built 40, 50 years ago, and why it actually makes sense to keep it. Um, so we did that last summer to accommodate the growth of Arlington Tech that occurred this past fall. This summer, we're in the process of planning another project to, of internal renovations, again, to provide more capacity within the existing spaces for Arlington Tech to grow to 350. We will have spent, I don't know exactly how much of the 12.75 million we've spent, but there may be nine or $10 million remaining. Once the Career Center Working Group has completed its work, 
and the school board has adopted its CIP this year, which may or may not include those 800 seats at the Career Center, then we will be figuring out how we go to the next step to accommodate further increases in Arlington Tech before we get to that 800 seat addition. And it may be that we do um, another phase that allows us to achieve that increase. Um, we're not sure that we can get more internal renovations out of that because there's only so far you can go, but we will try and do that. Um, and so we are working what the on what the solution is, but the real key here is that we have an appropriate phase development plan that has been gone through the Career Center working group process, responds to the guiding principles that you've asked them to do, and works within the funding available. Okay, thank you. Um, so you're confident that by the fall of 2019, we'll have something I for the, 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 the enrollment that we have planned for Arlington Tech? I am. At this point, I can't tell you exactly what it will be, okay. but our job is to make it work, and we've managed to do that so far, and I'm confident we'll continue to do so. Okay, thank you very much. Okay, excellent. I, I want to follow up on a couple of topics as well. Let, let me start with the Reed Elementary site. Um, and just want to confirm a couple things for the community. Um, Dr. Murphy and, and Mr. Chadwick, I did hear you say that the staff recommendation was going to be the integrated it was. design. And um, I know that I personally, uh, again, this is um, just to, to resolve some questions we've heard from the community. I personally have heard no school board member push hard to go a different route nor have I heard uh, Mr. Chadwick, you or Dr. Murphy, anyone on staff kind of trying to manipulate us toward a different option. We hadn't voted yet, it hadn't come to us, but there was not anything um, happening behind um, the scenes pushing us toward a different option that I know of, and I think that's, um, uh, is, I agree. would you there basically agree not. with that? Um, and uh, I'll only jump in and sure. add to that, uh, Dr. Cannon. I know early on in the process there was much discussion about the uh, six designs that were coming forward, uh, and there was some interest in only having a, a smaller set of those come forward. And I remember uh, that discussion, and I simply said it was very important uh, to s show the whole six uh, designs so that the community, it was clear and it was transparent and there wasn't uh, one design heavily weighted over another. Um, I know there's been some thought about maybe we didn't need to bring all those forward, but that was what the committee's work was and I think we needed to respect it. And that, that's um, in response to our request to bring sort of low, middle, and, and upper kinds of cost estimates. We wanted a range right. and so you created a number of options and you wanted to bring us the full set. Um, and, uh, you know, and in a way, maybe it's good that we did that because some, some options did end up at a higher cost that now we can't afford. So you had a range and some of them are still within our budget. If, if I may say, um, I have been involved in this type of project for, for quite a long time. The stage that we're at now, the concept design is where actually the owner, the design team, in this case, we also have the benefit of a construction manager. You make the biggest decisions affecting cost now. 
we are actually doing the right thing here. We're controlling costs at the beginning. And as Ms. Van Dorn pointed out, at a time when we are suffering incredibly high escalating costs, I, I actually don't remember for many years a time when costs have been so unpredictable and going up, up so much, and when, in fact, there are other things on the horizon that will just cause them to go up higher. Yeah. Um, and, and again, I, I, I'm sure I speak for the whole board and um, Mr. Chadwick, your staff as well. We're all tremendously disappointed um, at the state of the market, which is something we cannot control. We would love to see the full set of options. Um, but given um, the way costs have um, played out, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's disappointing to not have those options, but, but that's the reality. And I think, I think we're, um, yeah. We're, we're disappointed, but we, we also know that you have some options to bring us, and, and we're going to go forward with that. I, we do have to be committed to staying within budget on this project. That's a simple fact because there's a lot more that's, um, that we're going to be doing, that we're very excited about doing all across the community. Um, so I wanted to confirm that, and um, kind of along the same vein, um, Dr. Murphy, just on the elementary um, boundaries and, and the, the next steps with that, um, with the staff, again, we've gotten quite a bit of mail um, telling us that we have proposals on the table, you know, identifying certain schools. Um, I, I don't remember if, you, if you, you had the full timeline up. My understanding is that staff are going to bring us a recommendation regarding potential, you know, I, I, looking at schools in a different way in April. And I know, again, as one school board member, I have not heard a single school named as, you know, the plan. Um, and so um, we are going to hear those recommendations, that recommendation or multiple recommendations in April. And then from there, we will discuss, you know, we're, we're all interested to see what these ideas are. Um, I agree. We need to, we need to um, look at our entire uh, system and think about how best to run our system going forward. So I'm looking forward to seeing what staff is going to bring us. But again, no schools at this point have been named or identified as the direction that, that um, staff is interested in going. Correct. No, yeah. there has not. I, I know there's been a lot of community uh, supposition on that, and I can, I can completely understand that. But I think we're in the gathering information uh, process, and I think I raised it in my comments earlier. Uh, we have five building moves that are slated for 2019. We have to recognize the capacity uh, that we have in our system. Uh, so I, I, I'm not forecasting anything, but we need to be realistic about the capacity of us to be able to exercise um, multiple moves at, at one period of time. I think this is a process that we need to consider as we look out beyond that 2019 time period as far as uh, what we may want to consider. Uh, remember, the Reed School is coming online uh, a couple years later after that, so that may play kind of a, a pivot point uh, in that plan. Yeah, if, and, then, yeah. and that's if we bring recommendations forward. And one final note, um, and Ms. Stengel, as you bring us, as you look at the data and present the data to the community, I'm pretty sure you don't, you're not, you also don't have an agenda that you're driving with that data. You're trying to do your best to um, understand working with the communities, what the walk zones are, um, numbers of children, things like that. It's, it's, it's truly a, a research and data collection process so that you can make the best decisions you can, can and best recommendations to bring us. Okay, excellent. Just wanted to confirm that. 
Ms. Van Doren. I'm sorry, I forgot, I meant to do this. On the acceptable use policy, which is uh, page three of your uh, presentation, I, I just wanted to comment that last night in the Advisory Council on Instruction, uh, Dr. Natras uh, went through this in great detail, shared the policy uh, drafts with the ACI. Um, there, it was a lot of information to take in. There's a lot of information here, and I suggest that people read it all and understand that there are policies and PIPs and look at the totality of all. It's a lot to take in. But um, there are questions that the community has about the use of very uh, detailed questions about the use of devices in our schools. And some of the answers to those are not found in the policies because the policies are overarching philosophy. And I wanted to suggest, uh, and I did this last night, in the presentation that uh, Dr. Natras did on the 5th of March, in that presentation there's a table that shows the issues that this community has brought forward and where people can find information on that. So I'm mentioning that because I would like people, if they're really interested in some making sure that their issues are addressed, it's in there. And I would suggest perhaps pulling that table out and putting it up front on the Engage page so that people can see it. And that way we can begin to not just get the overarching questions, but the more detailed questions answered. Uh, but it is there, and it is the beginning of giving that kind of detailed information that people want. So it's not really a question. I just I meant to, uh, to point that out. Okay. Thank you. And one, we're going to wind up with Ms. O'Grady. Thank you so much. Uh, as the school board liaison to the Reed Building Level Planning Committee, I just wanted to say that I know that tonight's information is very disappointing to all of the people who have been coming out, or many of the people have been coming out to participate in the BLPC process. Um, before I was actually uh, uh, officially on the board, I started attending those meetings and I heard from the community, can we be creative? Can we come up ways with ways that um, maybe not are not um, what we might be looking at to try to build a school? And I think that the staff and the architects worked with the community to try to get to that point. Unfortunately, uh, the end result is that the preferred option for many people in the BLPC came in so high. I will be at the next BLPC meeting, and I know that there will be a lot of disappointed people. I just want to ask the community that's going to attend the meeting to continue to work with us to try to bring out, again, what the best solution is for our kids and our community that will reach, um, that will be within budget. And I will be there to listen to your concerns, and I hope that we can work together with some of the other options that maybe we're not number one, um, but um, seem to be somewhat acceptable so we can come together and build a, a school for this community that you all can be proud of and that will meet our students' needs. Thank you. Thank you very much, and, and thank you for planning to attend on March 14th. Um, 